Here's a question I want to ask parents, and um, it's not an easy one. And I want to ask the question about self harm and self harm amongst uh, our youngsters. I say this because Steph has done a very good feature on self harm, particularly amongst uh, girls. And and they start off this, uh, and, and I got drawn into it immediately. And it talked about a social media club. And it had the, um, a very simple rule, which was cut yourself and then share a picture on social media. Um, the entry into this club was by invitation only. And the club was formed by a couple of girls aged 11 and 12. And it took off. Apparently, it was cool. It was a cutting club. They hurt themselves and posted pictures of their self-harm on social media. This is not uncommon, particularly amongst girls. Cutting, apparently, is a thing. Uh, if you look at it, um, if you look at the um, studies, it's a thing amongst youngsters as well. Uh, for instance, during a youth well-being study focusing on high school kids, international research suggests the onset of self-harm is around 12 to 14, more common around girls, uh, though they do get records um, of uh, girls as young as 10 increasing at risk of self-harm, an almost 20% increase in the number of adolescent girls treated at hospital for self-inflicted injuries nationwide over the past four years here in New Zealand. In 2017, girls aged between 10 and 14 were eight times more likely to hurt themselves to a point they needed hospital treatment than boys. 436 girls, New Zealand girls, attending primary and intermediate school, one or two a day, cutting themselves. And my question is quite simple. Why? Apparently, it's very, very common and I want to know why and as parents how have you dealt with it so the question would be uh, if I found out that one of my boys or girls were self-harming in that way I would obviously want to um, intervene in some way I'd want to be looking for advice I would want to be talking to somebody about the whole thing and then I want to be putting in uh, measures to actually get around it though I've had heard tale from a uh, acquaintance who talks about a child who was self-harming. And when they finally broached the subject, the child said, don't worry about it. I'll be fine. And of course, they did worry about it. But wouldn't you know it, over time, the child was actually right. Therefore, what is it about? And I'd like to ask, you know, if we're talking about one or two kids every day, and this is something that's been happening for a while, there are a lot of parents out there who've had to dealt with this. What are the reasons behind it? And if you used to self-harm in that way, what were you doing it for? Um, and should we be worried? Should we think that you are possibly more... Um, prone to going to the next step, which is something we don't want to talk about. Um, is it a phase? Or is it much, much more than that? Hello, Victoria. Hayden. How are you? Not bad. You're... Yeah, no, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Um, ever heard of these cutting clubs before? Uh, not cutting clubs, but... 
I've I know about self harm from a personal experience. Is that you or a sister or is it you? Through myself. Okay. Do you want to tell us about it? Uh, it first started when I was about eleven years old. Just I had been dealing with a lot of bullying as I had a really really bad stutter and was basically a mute throughout primary school. And I, when I first did it, I didn't quite know what I was doing. And when I did it, it just, I couldn't understand why it made me feel better than it did at the time. Mm. And... So did it, did it make you feel better after it happened or while you were doing it? Why? I was doing it because I wasn't so much sad but more numb, more just wanting to feel something. Okay, so you weren't thinking of going, you know, you, you know. Okay, so I'll now move on to when did your parents find out? When I was about 16. And what did they say? Uh, they wanted to try and understand why I had been doing it and what, why I would do something like that to myself. They couldn't understand, which is fair enough. So they did everything they could. They sent me to a psychologist. And I got put on some medication. They wouldn't always do or say the right things, but they would always try to get, try and do the right things for me. Did you appreciate that? Yeah. Maybe not so much at the time, but because they... I didn't want to talk about how I felt or try and relive my past yeah, yeah. You see, that's a difficult thing, isn't it? You know, in that um, you, you, you know, you, you're hurting yourself and you want somebody to help you, but at the same time you don't know, you, you don't want them to um, do the wrong thing or say the wrong thing or make you feel even worse by, you know, telling you off. Yeah, and I didn't realise how common it was at the time because I didn't really know of anyone else who did it. Mm. So for the longest time I thought it was well, a freak of nature, but now I know that it does happen and one of the reasons why it does seem to help quite a few people is that it ends up releasing some serotonin to your brain. Right. And, yeah, the the worst thing about it was, was when my parents found out, seeing the hurt in their eyes at the fact that they just had no idea what to do. When you look back on that uh, period of time, um, are you sort of angry with yourself or are you just numb like it happened to somebody else and now you've moved beyond that? I've moved beyond it. I'm I'm not proud of it, but I'm not ashamed of it at the same time. It's something I've come to accept that ha- 
there's something I've come to accept that has happened mm. and that I've done it. Yeah. Okay. And I'm trying to move on. One of the things I've done is I've covered up a lot of the scarring with tattoos, so hiding things from a painful memory with something beautiful. Mm. Yeah, and I understand a lot of people actually do the tattoos like that in the first place. It's, uh, you know, it is a ritual cutting and then colouring of your body, and that's why some people do tattoos. They you know, avoid the other part. Uh, yeah, about those wounds and stuff like that, uh, are they part of it as well? Do, does they make you feel something? Uh, you know, like when they're not, healing and stuff and when they're coming right, you know, it's, it's sort of... It just kind of... It would make me feel alive and not so much in a zombie state like what I would feel throughout my just day-to-day life. It would okay, feel- Victoria, you're very brave for phoning us and I thank you so much uh, for doing that because this is quite common. You're not alone. And yeah. and and no one will ever judge you for all of this. Um, and you've come out the other side. But you know, here's the thing: it is quite common. And I'd like you to do um, pretend that you're talking to all sorts of parents out there. Maybe from your experience, what do parents? What do parents need to know if they suddenly discover that their child is self-harming in this way? What's the best thing for them to do? You know, what would be your piece of advice? Sit down, the parents, and tell them what to do. <laughs> I would advise parents to just sit down with the child and try and talk to it try and talk to them peacefully and ask them what do they want to do about it how do they want to go around this Mm. offer them ideas and suggestions but let them know you will be there for them and if they do end up cutting themselves that they can come to them for help because one really bad thing is Sometimes you don't realize you can tell your parents, even if it's even if you've just harmed yourself, you can go and talk to them. And parents just need to try and stay calm. As difficult as it may be for a parent, they need to to just try and stay calm and level headed, so their child can just cry to them. Let it their anger else maybe swear whatever but just don't try and force them to do something they don't want to do because it can make it worse and can make them try and push away from you yeah well victoria should we be talking about this on the radio or not I, I personally think so i think people need to be aware that it is a common thing and that those the people out there who are doing it can understand, can know they're not the only ones who are going through what they are. All right, I don't believe you ever had a stutter. <laughs> you just spoke so well. Many years of speech therapy. Well, good on you. You're obviously you're obviously you've obviously got some guts in you. And I thank you so much, Victoria. All the very very best, and thank you so much for sharing your story. You sir. Now, Mary joins us. Hello, Mary. Hi there. So you've had a bit of experience around this thing as well. Well, I wouldn't say it's experience, but actually, first of all, I'd like to applaud um, Victoria for phoning in and sharing her story, because I think that's really brave. Um, My experience is actually my daughter's friends. It's not actually her 
her herself, but um, I learnt it. I learnt through her that her friends were bully, uh, being, they were cutting themselves. So mm. that was, I mean, and and my daughter's only twelve, so it's an intermediate that I think it starts to happen. So it was a real shock to me that this was happening. Um, and then, since then, two other friends in that group have cut, have self harmed themselves. But but. In all the people that I've talked to, um, it seems that it is a form of release of some sort of mental anguish. And in the three three cases that I know of, it hasn't been a result of bullying, but more of a, I guess it's more of a um, self-image or a um, some. I think some of it was an attention-seeking thing, mm. but they've all seemed to stem from issues that haven't quite been resolved amongst them, themselves and I wonder whether if they had a closer connection to their parents to talk or someone closer to talk to certain you know certain social issues that it wouldn't happen and I've also talked to my daughter about it saying you know because your friends are doing this do you think you would ever self-harm yourself and she said no she doesn't think she would hmm. um, which you know which is incredibly brave of her to say that and I think and I honestly think she wouldn't because she's quite an upbeat kid but what I was worried about was if her friends are doing it would she be influenced as well Yep. but she didn't seem to be that influenced and she seemed to be uh, yeah I, I, I can't quite understand it but I do actually think everyone should start talking about it because these cutting clubs sound, they just sound horrendous mm. and it just sounds like you know everyone's just following a trend but I yeah. wonder whether the root of all this is just more there's no connection to parents or there's no connection to someone that they can really talk to a trusted adult about how they're feeling mm. and whether they can vocalise these feelings or these anxieties that their kids have, you know, that would prevent them from going down this route. Mm. Um, yes, I mean, I've been reading a bit of research about this over the course of the day after deciding to do this, you know, and, and or more so case studies, you know. Uh, and you have, um, you're, because, and I'm wondering, why is it amongst girls more than boys, you know? Uh, I don't and, know. Well, a lot of it has to do with, um, and, and why is it happening over puberty and all that sort of thing? And a lot of it what? has to do actually with self-image, with feeling that they are not attractive or, or yeah. and in some cases, um, people have self-harmed because they're too attractive, because they've what? been given too much attention and they feel separate to everybody else in one way or another because of their physical appearance, so they alter it. Yeah, and then, and then, how are they getting this feedback? And it sort of coincides with the age of when these kids get phones, right, mm -hmm. or when they've got access to social media. I don't know whether that's any correlation. But, but it's been it's been happening well before social media was ever invented, and that's that's the truth of it, as you know, as well. My my question though, because um, we're running out of time, and this is this is going to be the sort of topic that when people want to talk, we could talk forever. Yeah. But um, what would you be saying, or what did your friends who were parents do? Well, the first time it happened, um, her friend had actually texted everyone else to say, I'm going to cut myself, which, you know, you sort of think, I can't not take this seriously. Um, and my daughter said, can we go over to her place and see if she's okay? Um, so we did that. But before I did that, I tried to get hold of her mother, um, and eventually by the time I got to their place with my daughter and her friends, um, the mother rang me back. But I don't, think her, I don't think her friend had told her mother. So I just had to just say to her, listen, this is what's happened. Do you know that this is happening? Um, mm. 
And then, because I didn't know the mother that well, um, we had, my daughter had only made friends with her, in her during her intermediate school years. She wasn't really willing to open up too much about it, and I haven't really had a chance to approach her again, but as far as I was aware, I knew that she knew. And then actually the school knows as well. So I think the school is working through it as well. And the school have been having um, the parenting place and sort of other sort of guidance people coming in to talk to the school about, you know, being yourself, you know, your self-image, that sort of stuff. So I think the school is trying to address it in some ways. Mm. And so the school is, is aware. Mm. And it is such a fragile time, I think. Yeah. And, and certainly, the, the, what, what uh, you're hearing, what you hear from Victoria, what you hear from many people is, in fact, yeah, do not tell them off. Do not say, you know, no. you know, and be yeah. supportive. And that for many of them, it is actually something that they grow out of. You know, it is. Yes, it yeah, is and it's, a it phase. Is, it's just a. It is. But, it's awful to say, but it is. Yeah. Yes, it sounds like it is a phase. It can often be a phase. Sometimes it can be more. You know, yes. but um, you know, just hell for the parents to have to go through. Mary, thank you so much for what you said. So this is about my daughter, and she was bullied at the age of 14, 15, and we moved to England, uh, to New Zealand um, just after that. And um, I found out from my younger daughter that my older daughter was harming herself. Um, She only told me because it got infected, and Mm. they didn't know what to do with it, and they're both minor, so they had to tell me, and I sort of... I was shocked to find out, but I did not react at all. So I managed to get an appointment because I need to, needed to sort out the infection first. And, you know, before that's, um, before I go on to emotional stuff, I needed to fix that. And mm. um, didn't do, didn't say anything to her. And I was just trying to understand why was this happening, you know, because we have open relation, open communication uh, with the um, girls and, I uh, found out that she was feeling guilty about, you know, sort of putting burden on me, and she was a burden on everybody. Um, and I, it actually comes from the, the the bullying that she faced in, in England, and that was quite bad for her. Um, spoke to the doctor, and then she was going for, um, you know, seeing the psychologist, and I thought that it helped, but now she tells me that it didn't. Actually, it made things worse because um, not at any point the psychologist made her feel that, you know, she she could really uh, confide in her. Mm. So I think I just started to talking to her more and um, sort of like whenever she was ready, not pushing it because I knew that it was going to be very difficult for her her to open up and if i push it too much she might just go back in mm. and it was it took her a good 3 years to um you know come out of it and uh, and then my middle daughter uh, younger daughter found out that her friend friend was harming herself and it's just like i i don't know why it's so much here in new mm. zealand i thought it's a it's a country where you know it's green it's open mm. And I didn't know where it's coming from. Yeah, well, you're quite right about trying to find the right psychologist, psychiatrist, whatever. They, I mean, there's no point they can have as much learning as ever. But if they can't no. actually connect emotionally with that person. No, I know. Uh, Maybe it was not the, the mm. right kind of psychologist. No. but And there was just six sessions. And after that, she had to go back and. Mm. I found that there's not that much sensitivity around but, this issue, mm. even with doctors. 
Wow. Um, she found that they were not as as subtle as they could have been. You know, she yeah, yeah. she felt okay. that you know she had to be careful about what she says and how she says it. 